You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. I hope you have your draft ready, Sean. You know, I probably don't have it as much, as deep as I want it, but I have enough that I think I'll be fine. You sure about that? You sure about that? God, quit fucking sure saying that? that. Somebody, somebody's having their Aww. gears grinded there. What's Aww. going on, big guy? Long day. And I've seen that fucking video on social media too many times. I don't even know where it comes from. Tim Robinson? I think you should leave. I don't know. I don't know who that is. What that is? Yeah, dude. I I think you should just leave. What what show is it from? I think you should leave. I think you should leave. Oh, okay. What's it on? Netflix. Is it a worthy ad? It's. I mean, the humor's not for everybody. You might as well just try it out and see if you like it. It takes Tim Robinson had a short stint on SNL. I think he was only on for like a year or so. He got kicked off of being on SNL because he was too weird. Right. I mean, that makes sense with the memes that I see. It's pretty weird. So it looks like it's like a adult swim level humor. It could eh, I mean come to that, but it's not similar, but it's it's I like I said, you, you just have to try it out and see if it's for you. Because Tim Robbins really not for everybody. <laughs> There's really nothing else like it at all. All right, I'll give it. A, we'll, we'll we'll give it a shot eventually. Sounds kind of like uh, Jonathan Taylor as well. As he's not for everyone. Uh, the Colts are now opening up to a trade. Paying running backs is not for everyone. That that that's not for anybody right now. Uh, it's not not for anyone. There are running backs who are getting paid. Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, uh, one Saquon Barkley, <laughs> uh, Bijan Robinson. Oh, you, didn't like, you didn't like that? It's a rookie contract. He's getting $13 million. <laughs> He's getting three less than what Jonathan Taylor is asking for. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. Next they, thing you know, uh, Deuce Vaughn's going to be getting 15. Well, I, I, we're we're on the we're on the the talk of the Colts, but I guess before we dive too much into into what's going on with Jonathan Taylor, uh, the last we talked about the Colts, uh, we were talking about a whale that was being moved for what twenty million dollars over the course of five years from Miami to uh, to Seattle. So, Sean, Sean, where are we at on the whale watch, dude? Uh, the whale watch has come and the whale watch has ended. Lolita has passed on. (laughs) Yeah. Lolita. Yeah. Lolita's dead. Just like Sean's whale watch. Thanks for the update. We'll leave it there. Way to start the show off on a high note. Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Let me drop it even lower for you. The, the Lolita's companion committed suicide. It banged its head into a wall enough times to kill itself. What are we, what are we doing here? (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) My my wife was talking to me about it in tears the other night. Was was the companion going to go with Lolita or was it going to stay? I don't believe so. So it was going to commit suicide either way? Probably. Whales have feelings, all right? Good job, SeaWorld. Yeah. PETA's not doing their job as usual. 
All right. Now that the whale watch is is done and gone, thankfully. Thanks uh, for all that information, Sean. Thanks for your long-winded spiel on whale watch. Supposed to be prepared. Come in, just news dropping, and then leave. Uh, It was supposed to go for two years. Supposed to go for two years, man. He would have had his own segment. <laughs> well, somebody who's not getting their own segment, Jonathan Taylor, uh, he's, he's now shown up to practice. The Colts have given him the green light to seek a trade, kind of like Tyreek Hill. Uh, and he is finding out on the market if somebody is willing to pay for him or not. Um, so far, not many teams have reached out. I think there are six teams that have reached out. Uh, from the rumors so far, the Eagles are the only big player that's coming in, offering, uh, I believe, players and picks to compensate. The Colts are requesting uh, a, a minimum of a first round or multiple day two picks uh, that would equate to a first round. And see, the Eagles don't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, the only team that I had uh, saw that was throwing their hat in the bucket or whatever the phrase is, it was Miami. Uh, I think Miami makes a lot of sense for both parties. Um, but I, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'd be scared, but I would prefer if he didn't go to Miami, uh, because I feel like <laughs> with, with what we're probably talking about later in the show, the chiefs might not have a great run stopping defense. And I wouldn't want to see Miami in the playoffs with Jonathan Taylor. And Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Right. Cause any, I think, I think that all also makes the least amount of sense for Miami as they can put granted Raheem Mostert is injury prone, but you can put a 96 year old woman in that backfield with a Walker. And I mean, when you've got to focus on Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill running streaks down the field, the run defense isn't going to be there because you're too focused on the pass. Anybody could make a good run. A toddler could make a good running back in that offense. Let's try it out. I'd like to see it. Deuce Vaughn, get traded. Which one would you rather see, a toddler or a 96-year-old woman? The walker. Ooh. Now that's a question. I want to see the toddler. I did did, – recently saw this on social media, uh, a group of guys – uh, decided their fantasy football order by uh, guessing how fast a toddler could run a 40-yard dash. And then having the toddler run the 40-yard dash? Yeah. What, what was It's the, like what the guys who won it the year before. I, I, had, like, I thought it would do it. Th- thanks, Sean. But your internet. Go, go again. How fast do you think a toddler would what? Run it. <laughs> A forty-yard dash. Give me. Uh, I mean, I don't have to guess because I watched the video on social media. Like, okay, I I'll it's guess. Just for Ty Bob. Oh, okay, so great. It's just for me. Uh, forty-yard dash. Give me. Uh, give me seven-two. 
<laughs> way longer. <laughs> you're shorter. You're shorter than like all the guesses too. Uh, I guess I, 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 yeah. I mean, I guess I probably didn't factor in like a toddler getting side. It fell over as well. in, in in the forty yard dash as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so probably I. I mean, if I had another guess, I'd probably say like two minutes, ten seconds. Okay, now you're now, now you're overshooting. Twenty five uh, seconds is how long it took oh, the toddler to run the forty yard dash. <laughs> cool. There we go. Thanks. My God. Well, so uh, another team. Obviously, we, the Eagles are in. They'll have the uh, the Taylor Swift combo. If uh, if that is somebody who's hat is really in the ring supposedly they're the most aggressive in the trade market right now for jonathan taylor obviously the dolphins are in but the trade compensation is going to be much less as they're still trying to recoup so trading for tyreek you've also got the bears who have been heavily involved and need more weapons to surround justin fields as the offense as they'd rather bring in more weapons than surround him with an offensive line so if they just if they just give jonathan taylor up for picks or other players who who becomes their running back? Are they do they not want like a like a running back in return plus some additional picks or they're like just who, asking if for, they just give for up Jonathan Taylor or multiple day twos? Who who do they who do they have behind him? Well, they already traded away Naheem Hines, who we know is out for the season with an ACL injury due to a jet skiing incident. Um, let's take a look. They've got on the roster Kenyon Drake, Evan Hull. Those are the those are the the two namestakes. Uh Kevin Drake has been in the league for Kenyon, sorry. Kenyon Drake has been in the league for a while now. Uh he's jumped he's 29 years old, jumped around on quite a few teams, Vikings, Dolphins, Cardinals, Ravens, Raiders. Yeah, he's not bad. I would say he's serviceable, but he's he's not who you want to be like starting in your backfield. I mean, they clearly don't have anyone outside of Jonathan Taylor that they'd like to have as a starting running back. Um, at the every same- year, like Kenyon Drake makes a couple of like, uh, like big performances, but it's it's nothing consistent. He he's somebody who have is like a flyer in fantasy football type shit. Do you think somebody actually makes the trade? Do you think that a trade gets done before the deadline, before he goes into, uh, I mean, they could tag him at the end of this year. If he decides to hold out, he decides to hold out. But do you think somebody makes a trade and then also pays him or, or has the ability to pay him that $16 million a year that he's looking for? I don't know, man. The running back scene is is – is a sad sight in today's NFL um, started happening a long time ago. Um, ironically enough uh, with the Colts, uh, I believe it was like Edron James coming off a 1500 yard season. Um, and they let him walk, declined to extend him uh, and uh, picked up Joseph Adai and did just fine. Um, so a lot of teams look to that evidence as, you know, you don't have to pay your workhorse running backs. Um, so I don't know. Uh, there's, I think there's Zeke a, was probably the final domino of that effect as well. Yeah. I mean, to, to see Jerry Jones 
for one way or another, waste a lot of money and have a backup play better than Zeke. Um, yeah, I, I, it's tough to say. I don't think, I don't think he gets the 16 million that he wants. Um, and it's, it's sad because a lot of my favorite players in history are running backs. That's what I wanted to be when I was younger, even though in little league football, I wasn't legally allowed to run the ball. <laughs> Everybody wanted to be a running back. back Sean, do, Sean, do you think anybody, any of these team, any team in the league uh, makes the, I would call it a mistake because if you do trade for him, you've already put yourself out of leverage. You either have to allow him to walk at the end of the season after giving up multiple day two picks or first round pick, or you have to pay him like you, you have no other option. You either pay him what he's asking for, or you have to let him walk and you just wasted a pick for one year. I think somebody's going to end up trading for him. They may be some day two picks, but it'll be conditional picks. So they could vary from fourth round to third round to second, depending on how well he plays. As far as the contract situation, I don't think any team will trade for him unless they already have a contract that they are ready to agree upon. But it's going to be in the somewhere between like twelve to fourteen mil a year. He's not. Getting you really think conditional get- picks are going to make their way into the NFL? Obviously, we've seen it happen on like a case by case basis. This isn't the norm. This has happened. I think we've seen trades happen with conditional picks maybe once or twice in the entire lifetime of the NFL. You think the NBA is going to be able to start infiltrating into the NFL with conditional picks when teams and players alike are looking for guarantees with money and with value? I mean, we've had this before of conditional picks, like Carson Wentz trade to the commies was a conditional pick. If you played like 60% of snatch or something, like, no, 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 no. It's not a. You're seeing so the conditional picks that happen in the NFL a lot are the um the the conditional picks that are in the NFL are the additional picks that teams get when a free agent signs somewhere else. So I understand like that's when compensatory. we lost our compensatory. Okay, conditional. It happens all the time. If Carson Wentz did not play more than eighty percent of eighty percent of uh his snaps. They didn't get a big pick for him back. I didn't see that one. Okay. Yeah, that happens this, all the time in the NFL. I'm going to have to look into If a player has to play time, a certain amount of snaps. I was yeah. going to say, I don't know about all the time. I, this is, again, I've, not, I only heard about it a though. few times, but I didn't know about the question. A while, a while back, the Chiefs were involved in a, a trade that had a conditional pick. I'll look it up while you guys talk. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Sean, do you think who who out of the three big players right now, Bears, Eagles, Dolphins, who do you think makes the better fit? You think the Dolphins make the better fit? Uh Oh, Internet problems again. Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Too much dead air. They're a young team. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay, you're back up, Sean. Go ahead. Trying to listen to you guys the whole entire time. It was just messing up. Yeah, <laughs> so Sean, Sean is saying the uh, the Dolphins. Fuck this internet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Bears. The Bears. I want the Bears. No. The Bears. He wants the Bears. 
<laughs> the Bears are the best team for him to go to for for the Chiefs' sake as well. So cool. Let's yeah, I would say so. They also make uh, they also make the most sense when it comes to contracts, as they have the most cap space out of the teams that are fighting uh, to give them that sixteen million dollars. Uh, as well as their starter starting running back this year is Khalil Herbert, who has not had a full-time starting position unless David Montgomery was out, uh, which happened for portions of the season and not full season. So uh, I think, I think the bears would make a lot of sense, especially given that they need to surround Justin field with as many weapons as possible. Um, There is also Tybo, uh, another player that, uh, seemingly has a ton of weapons uh but is not good enough himself Trey Lance has been the talk of NFL and NFL Twitter over the last couple of days the San Francisco 49ers have come out today and stated that Trey Lance is now quarterback 3 after trading away three first round picks for him and using the I believe the third overall pick on a guy who played one year of college football at a D1 AA, having the massive injury last season early and have now placed him behind not only Brock Purdy, but Sam Darnold, who has failed at, at as a starting quarterback and as a backup quarterback in two different franchises. How do you – what the hell's going well, on? I mean, I mean as, as much as Sam Darnold has failed – um, th- there's, there's plenty of, uh, media heads, talking heads in the football world that kind of give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Um, I think Mina Kimes is, is a, is a big one that like can, you know, Sam Darnold can, can, can really throw it in certain situations. You know, he had uh, a couple good games here and there, a couple good connections. Um, but you know, as much as Sam Darnold has, failed the Trey Lance experiment, the Trey Lance trade has been an even bigger failure. Uh, Trey Lance is just bad. Uh, I didn't follow him in college, didn't necessarily know about his name uh, until that draft. Um, I don't, what year was he drafted? Two years ago. Two years ago? Three years ago? Three, uh, three. It was COVID year. Okay, like you know, didn't didn't start hearing his name until you know he was one of the better quarterbacks of that year, um, and he is he could quite possibly go down as like the biggest bust in NFL history. Like you, behind Jamarcus Russell, Jamarcus Russell. It, it kind of is is leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else, but like there's there's some argument to be made with how much the 49ers gave up to go get him and just like how bad he plays. Jamarcus Russell was at least entertaining sometimes. Like he he had good feet. He could he could uh, stay on his feet through contact uh, as as a as a big running quarterback. But I mean Trey Lance is just bad. He's getting made up, made fun of by Annie Agar. Like, you're bad. I think it'd also be fair to say, like, the Niners have not given him many opportunities enough on the field, like, actually playing. But I think my argument to that is this guy's been a part of that organization for three years, 
they've he's seen enough. Practiced. If they're saying that he's not even better than Sam Darnold, that's based on what they're seeing every single day in the weight room, in the film room, in the on the practice field, and literally every aspect that takes form for football so much. In fact, that they're not even willing to put him on the field to tank his own stock. So they can at least get something in trade value and not just have to cut him, which would be way worse uh, for the, for the front office who all, you know, traded away those picks and picked him with it. He's one of the, the many sad failed experience uh, experiments of Experiments of professional <laughs> sports. Zion Williamson might be might be up there. Uh, I would say even Zion has has more success. I mean, when you're when you're specifically looking at this, I, I don't I mean, know sure, how you play can... in the regular season a little bit, but <laughs> uh, I don't know how you can go look like at Chet, Chet Holmgren, Holmgren you know, uh, might end up being like a Trey Lance dude, like. Gets hurt early on in his career and then doesn't do anything afterwards. Like he'll be fine. Well, we won't know about Chet for a while. I said could be. Okay, fair enough. I just think I, this is a giant miss, and I think a big slap in the face to John Lynch, GM of the 49ers, former great safety. Um, like you, that that can't be overlooked from a front office standpoint. That you scout spent all this scouting time and dollars on a kid who played one season of division one, double a football for North Dakota state university, where Carson Wentz went to at least Carson played more than a year. He played multiple seasons. He won multiple national championships on that team. This kid, Trey Lance did nothing and was hindered, unfortunately by COVID to get that experience or at least more film out there, but to, to see one year of football and say that he was better than most or any of those quarterbacks that were in that draft, which wasn't a good draft class was still absolutely shocking at the time. I, I knew that this was going to be the outcome. Cause you're just such a football guru. I mean, I did, I it, it's on air. I did state it. He can read the future. On occasion. So what, what do you about feel the about the, the rookie quarterbacks this year? Who's going to be the bust this year? Uh, man, I'd have to go. I'd have to go look at the uh, a list of the rookie quarterbacks that have been. Let's take a look here. CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony, Anthony Richardson, Richardson, Will Levis. Those uh, right there. Yeah. I mean, Will Levis is going to be a bust. Um, I don't, I'm not a, uh, a Bryce Young believer. You're not a part of Bryce's? I, I'm not a believer in, uh, in Mr. Young there. Where did that I, come I, from, Sean? What's that from? Uh, PMT. They got names for all the young quarterbacks now. Bryce's? Bryce's? You're not a Bryceist, like like oh a Bryceist. I got it. Yeah, no racist. I am but no like ISIS. Bryceist. Oh, whatever. Well, I don't understand. That's awful. <laughs> no, I didn't say it was uh, good. I think uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a flop. So you think C.J. Stroud performs better in the NFL than Bryce Young? Yes, Anthony Richardson as well. Okay. 
I think Will Levis, who will be a bust as well, will also perform better than Bryce Young. Interesting. Whenever he gets on the field. If he gets on the field. Because recently Malik Willis was praised again by Mike Vrabel. So Will Levis could be third stringer going forward. Mike Vrabel, known quarterback guru. Yes. Caught (laughs) touchdown passes from Tom Brady. Also believes in Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. And Marcus I, I believe I believe in Ryan Tannehill tanking the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we we were talking about uh, the Jets there at at, uh, at one point with with Sam Darnold. There is some news coming out of New York. Did we? Did we really though? Just just slightly. I don't think we did. But there's new there's news coming out of New York. Sam Wide Darnold receiver. threw to this guy. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. Uh, he also. Uh, got the ball thrown to him from Marcus Mariota in Tennessee. Corey Davis is retiring at the age of 28. Sad. He definitely had some natural talent. He had Big a lot of potential target. coming out of college as well. And yeah. Never really fulfilled exactly what it was everybody thought he could he could reach. There was also a lot of talks of him being a training cut camp or training camp cut. And he would have been a great veteran pickup for a lot of teams. Which cold cut combo? No. What's your favorite cold cut combo, Tybo? That's like cold cut combo is like the name of a sandwich at Subway. Like you go in and ask for a cold cut combo, and you get like bologna and. Yeah, but what are your favorite cold cuts to combo? Top three right now. Uh, I mean, turkey. Turkey goes with just about everything. Uh, fuck, dude, I don't know. <laughs> Salami. I wasn't, th- I wasn't thinking about this before. The gabagool. I was was preparing for a different draft. <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, I mean, turkey, ham, and throw some salami on there. Just like the Italian BMT type shit. A little balsamic on there? Balsamic? I hate the way you pronounce that. Well, there is some hate coming from some college fan bases. Towards the Big 12 commissioner, Brett Yormark. (laughs) Do do what? (laughs) Uh, Brett Yormark uh, is the new Big 12 commissioner. He was up on the podium today um, and is basically asking for the downfall of Texas and Oklahoma in their final year of their big 12 contract as they leave for the sec next year texas fans have taken to twitter in a mad heat at brett yormark asking for him to be fired while they have one year left in the big 12 and uh, brett has done an amazing job in making sure that the big 12 is stable moving forward texas fans crying as usual 
So did the SEC is just going to get bigger? Yeah, the SEC, I mean, they've already confirmed that Oklahoma and Texas will both be joining in this next year. So 2024, 2025, they will get bigger. The Big 12 has added multiple teams for this season, and they have more teams that will be joining them next season as well. I think they'll grow to 16, and when they've they've been capped out by Fox and ESPN on how many teams they can bring in until they get a new TV deal. Uh, the Big Ten has also grown uh, with the additions of uh, USC, UCLA. I think they're also going to be bringing in Oregon and another school from the Pac-12. What's the point of these goddamn conferences anymore? Money. There's not. There's not. I mean, yes, that's that's the big one. But uh, I, I was talking with some people uh, over the last you know month or so that all of this conference realignment has been happening. I said, just get rid of conferences. Let's take all the teams and let's put them in uh, in in groups of five and make them play each other. Over and over and over again for like just their conference play? Well, I mean, so if you've got a group, if you've got groups of five that go across the United States geographically, you play those five or you have four games in your division and then you play five games with another division. So there's your nine games. You play one more whatever game you kind of want to schedule and can schedule. And then you start the playoffs from there and you probably expanded from eight to 12 games in the playoffs or 12 teams in the playoffs at that point, if not more. I understand that, but it's not just all about football. There's other sports in college that just doesn't work that way. Keep the, keep the conferences, whatever they are for, you know, geographical locations for those, those other teams uh, or sports uh, because, Right now, having USC and UCLA have to go into the Northeast and play against, or uh, you know, compete in gymnastics tournaments or swimming tournaments or track tournaments, that doesn't make sense either. They so usually you, only have like a bus budget. They don't have airplanes or anything either. Exactly, exactly. That's the that's the big portion. So put everybody in geographical locations. Like I said, if you you know if you want to split it up that way, you know you're going to have the Florida schools pretty much playing in Florida and probably right there, either in Alabama or Georgia and so on and so forth as you go throughout the country. Um, and then you'll just, you'll just play that way. And if you make the playoffs, man, you make the playoffs. That keeps everything kind of copacetic right there in your little region. And then you can also play other teams from any of the other divisions that go on based on regionality, kind of like they do in the NFL. So basically what we're going to do is go back to how the conferences used to be. Yep. Except now there's no conferences, just divisions. So just the, the system is going to break it. Just point. changing like, the name of it. Well, you, it's already you, breaking right now. Get, yeah, it's it's a bad situation. But I just thought it was funny that uh, the Texas fans were crying again uh, and asking for the removal of Brett Yormark, who is going to be their commissioner for one and final year. Uh, and good on Brett Yormark for calling out Texas. And I'm an OU fan. I don't care. That's hilarious. You should you should wish on the teams who are leaving uh, on on their downfall. Praying on my down, dude. I mean, they're gonna join Mizzou and former Big Twelve teams that are subpar in the SEC. Well, they were subpar in the Big Twelve as well before moving. Mizzou, Mizzou, Texas A and M. Mizzou was not like right before the move, yeah, but like 
two or three years before Listen, that. Just, oh, just because you have two to three years of being good does not mean that you That's have all been we have, man. for a while. Okay. That doesn't mean that you're not a mediocre team. Always been a mediocre team with one to two years of good play. Just because Kansas played and won in an Orange Bowl doesn't mean that they're a good team or a good school. They just had a good team for one year. Don't talk shit on Chase Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was our savior. Back now on QBU. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's retired. I don't I don't know no, where he's at. He's still making money. Is he still in the league? I, I thought he was so, retired. Yeah. I thought he was still with the Chargers last. No, he was he's not with the Chargers. I know he's in LA because he does um I think he does a radio or a television show that's in LA, so he was not willing to move elsewhere uh so he could continue that gig. He is a free agent. He just hasn't been signed yet this year. Yeah, he's done. Never count out the best backup ever. <laughs> Chad Henney? No. Even Never though seen. anything is possible. Never seen Chase do a 98-yard drive to win. Chase Daniel has beaten the Chargers. Everybody and their mom Before. has beaten the Chargers. Not true. You're forgetting he's a former chief, man. I, I'm not forgetting that. You're acting like it. He didn't do anything for us. It's fine. Yeah, quit talking shit. He he won games as a backup for us. Yes, he did. I didn't say no. You can't say he didn't do anything for us. Listen, man, taking a kneel in the victory formation is not winning a game. <laughs> <laughs> His name is in the box score. <laughs> Negative two yards. Negative rushing yards. <laughs> uh, talking about a, a, another negative and funny moment. Uh, I saw I saw the clip of it. It's with uh, the the football team, Washington football team, the commies, whatever name you want to give them at the moment. Uh, their new owner was in the commentary box uh, for whatever preseason game that they were hosting uh with with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and had an awkward moment Sean you want to I, I I thought it was I, <laughs> I just thought it was weird I wasn't even going to bring it up but you seem to like this story a lot well just think about this if this is your new owner you just got past a shit owner and the first thing he does on primetime TV well not primetime but TV for your team is have the most awkward handshake Online, I mean, it was a nighttime game. game. It was prime time. But just to have that as your new owner, I guess you're happy that's not Dan Snyder, but still, you still have a goofball as an owner. You you it's, take do you take Joe Harris and his awkward handshake, or do you take uh, Balmer in L.A. Uh, with his crazy antics? I take i take Josh Harris because I feel like he could win something. Balmer, you're not going to win anything with him. That's just too much energy going on the sidelines. We, we haven't seen Harris for, for a regular season game yet, so maybe maybe he'll do the same. I mean, I he's watch. good with his other franchises. 
Tybo is uh, watching the clip. I don't think he's seen it before. Uh, you, you don't need the sound, Tybo. I want to. I want to hear your your live reaction to this. It was kind of like Joe Buck's fault, though. He kind of put his hand out there for it all. Completely yeah, all, all I, on Josh Harris. Oh, Troy it, was it, doing everything he could to not to crack up not to laugh, on my yeah. TV. <laughs> he did. He did put his so, hand out there to to. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Troy Aikman just looks high all the time, anyways. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is in his old age, but like his eyes are like constantly red, and that's like. <laughs> the the picture that everybody shows of Troy Aikman, uh, but uh, yeah, you can tell he's baked as fuck trying to not <laughs> laugh uh, at the the. It turns into like a, a the dainty woman handshake. Like if you're trying to yep. like a limp fish bring yeah, if you're trying to like bring a woman's hand like up to kiss it or something like that. Like that's how <laughs> that's how Josh Harris's hand ended up. <laughs> in Joe Buck's hand. Uh, just miscommunication, you know? And the, on top of that, the, the situation is they're talking about uh, a preseason win over the Baltimore Ravens. Like it, they, it's, it's a, it's like almost a monumental thing for this Washington football team who has gone through controversy, hasn't been great, hasn't made the playoffs. And they're ending a preseason streak of the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, people are 24 wins straight. People are rejoicing like this is, you know, some sort of championship. Like, well, the the (laughs) kicker runs over to the Ravens sideline and holds up a fat L as he as he's made. To be fair, good kick, good kick, good distance, runs off and just gives a big old fat L to the sideline. Wild situation. All the way around. I think it's very befitting of the moment. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll take Josh Harris over uh, Steve Ballmer, Jimmy Ballmer from South Park. <laughs> well, we've talked about this situation for the Kansas City Chiefs a few times now, and I think it's only going to get worse as Chris Jones continues to go on Twitter. Um, he was, uh, he, he stated, I think it was earlier today being Wednesday, or maybe it was yesterday on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, uh, that he could sit out until week eight. Somebody, uh, tweeted back at him and said, that's going to be a hefty tab. And he goes, I can afford it right now. He's over a million dollars in fines, uh, depending can on how long he sits <laughs> out. That's, uh, $1.176 million in fines per week as it's $50,000 per day. Um, uh, he can afford it now. And it will be more, uh, especially with missing games as well. He can't afford it. As he says, um, the chiefs have given themselves no leverage by not bringing in any free agents or drafting highly in uh, the draft when it came up at that position and being able to cover in case something like this were to happen. And we should have known it was happening because he held out the last time also. Um, and the cats brothers, his agency group isn't doing a good job to help their case as he is their meal ticket uh, because they represent literally no one else. Uh, it is a bunch of fringe NFL players that bring them no money. Well, you about- know what? You know what else isn't helping the whole goddamn situation 
is fans and media accounts on Twitter trying to interact with Chris Jones. I think they're only making it worse for the team. We, we know we can't necessarily take everything that Chris Jones says on Twitter uh, seriously and uh, hounding him, uh, telling him to sign uh, and continuously just like being in his DMs and adding him and doing all this bullshit. It's not making the situation any easier for Chris Jones. It's not going to get him to sign any quicker. Um, it's not going to help the Chiefs pay him the money that he wants. It's literally just probably annoying the shit out of Chris Jones. As it should. That's why he just stays trolling. Easiest thing to do. I was kind of thinking about this a little bit earlier today. I feel like they have an idea what they want to do. They're just kind of waiting on some things. The biggest thing is Chris Jones wants to be at least the top two highest defensive players in the league. Guess what other player is still holding out? Joey Bosa. So I think they may be waiting for that contract to drop, and then they're going to go ahead and up it from there. Good old Bowie Joe. I've seen that theory dropped a couple of times, and while uh, I think it's a, it might play a role. It's still a totally different position. It is an edge versus an interior, where the money on the outside has never really translated to what happens on the inside, regardless of how good the interior player is. I th- the the market was reset with Quinn and Williams, and I think that's probably where it's going to stick. Uh, I I think it's just the Cats brothers shooting themselves and their client's foot with every single thing that they are or are not doing. Uh, And I think one of the worst things that's happening uh, came out earlier today on Wednesday was Andy Reid hitting the podium and in a disgruntled tone, which Andy Reid is a player's coach. He covers for his players at every turn that he possibly can. And in a disgruntled tone stating that there has been absolutely no communication and giving off every figure that he is completely upset with this situation. That is not something that we ever see from Andy Reid. And given we're now seeing this, there's no He's communication. He's probably tired of fucking talking close. about it too, man. Like, I, And I would understand that. But also in saying that there has been no communication means that there is something majorly lacking with Chris Jones agents do you think it means it like that or do you think it means it from the last time he gave an update on everything like he still said he expects chris here or he's just tired of answering to that question over and over again he's like hey no communication since the last time i said anything he also stated in there that they're not there they they don't know when to expect chris jones to show up so they are hoping holding out hope patrick mahomes also stated that he is holding out hope that Chris Jones will show up for game one, but there's been no communication on all fronts. Maybe that maybe there's a slight chance that that means that there's been no communication from the last time that they spoke uh, about, you know, so there's no change, but um, from the way that the tone body language and verbiage used, it sounds like there's been no communication and they now no longer know when to expect Chris Jones to show up, which is not good for, whatever the plans are for the season. And it's not good for Chris Jones uh, in his money-making opportunities. Listen, here, here's what I'm expecting 
we're going to go back to a mid-20s ranked defense. We're not going to get any pressures. We're not going to have a great run defense. Pat Mahomes is going to have to win most of the games uh, by winning a shootout. We have the talent on the offensive side of the ball to do so. I think we are still contenders without Chris Jones. We're just not as much of a lock if he's in the lineup. So I'm I'm done worrying about it. I haven't, you know, taken to Twitter to reach out to Chris Jones, and I still won't. There's no point in doing it. There's no point in fretting over it. Whatever happens is going to happen. Now, I have a question for you guys. Do you think we're going to talk off. about the Chris Jones contract situation longer on more episodes or the DeAndre Hopkins contract situation on more episodes? I think that will probably be it for Chris Jones uh, until we get like actually. We haven't conf- talked about D Hop for a minute, bro. Yeah. We, we did cover him after for episode after episode. You know, four or five, four or five episodes. Shm episode. Uh, but I think I think that might be it for for Chris Jones until we actually get some confirmed information. I I don't think Andy Reid or any of the players will really comment like they have today. Uh, and uh, unless he no shows for games and no like actually no shows for games, and the defense looks bad, that's when when coaches and players are going to start stepping in and actually have to answer for for anything that's happening. Uh, on those questions and and playing front, um, but I really don't expect to be talking about his contract situation because if that starts happening, if we're losing games and it's one hundred percent on the defense, the Chiefs are going to step in and get something done. Do we believe? You know, you're talking about that. I mean, we've got to have we've got to have players step in. We've still got Derek Nottie, who's going to be a starter. Um, do we believe that Keandre? Keandre Coburn, newest draft pick, newest Kansas City Chiefs interior defensive lineman, can step in and at least fill the void? Uh, No, I don't. (laughs) I really don't. Um, We we are going to be without Amani Hugh for six games as well. Um, I think um, it's going to be a giant group effort um, in the sense that we're going to be moving players around. You're probably going to see George Karloftis play some interior um, because we have a little bit more bodies on the edge. Um, when Omenihu comes back, um, I know he's listed as a hybrid DED tackle. He's probably going to be playing way more D tackle than was originally planned. Um, Coburn is going to have to get some snaps um, so that he can co- get up to speed, um, but he's not quite there yet. Yeah, I think we have a lot of the other guys that are willing to step up. Don't think I think it means Danny up. Shelton stays on the team. Yeah, I didn't even think about Danny Shelton. That would he may be getting a lot of snaps as a veteran. Do we think that no, knowing Spags is a big time blitzer? <clears throat> do we see him go back to more of a nickel defense and throwing a ton of blitzes? more often than he typically has to to make up for that lack of production from the interior or just straight up defensive line. I think so. Uh with what he's done this preseason so far, some of the crazier blitzes he's brought, he's used Tamari Connor. And if Tamari makes the team, he's gonna have multiple guys in the secondary 
bringing able, being able to blitz from very different positions. And you got Legereus Sneed still there whenever he's healthy again to come back and blitz from different positions as well. So I think he's going to dial up a lot of different stuff this year without Chris Jones. Yeah, I think you'd have to. You'd, as as much as we saw Legereus Sneed coming off the edge um, and other defensive backs coming on the blitz, I, th- I think you're going to see a lot of uh, exotic blitzes uh, just to keep people on their toes. Um, if there's a if there's a coordinator out there that could do it, um, Spags, somebody who's been in the league for such a long time, and had su- has had success with different defensive units, um, trying to make it work uh, anyways that he can. I I think Spags is the kind of guy that can get it done. We've got one more preseason game coming up. It is against the Browns um, on. I believe that's going to be Saturday. <clears throat> yeah, it'll be Saturday. It is a noon kickoff. Uh, very interesting for a Saturday game. It'll be the last one before we get to the seventh where we start the regular season. Is there anything in particular that you guys are wanting to see from any individual players or maybe the coaches before we wrap up the preseason and get to the 53-man rosters? I'm really looking forward to see uh, the moments Patrick Mahomes and Justin Ross are out on the field together. Because from the last game, the two routes that Justin Ross ran with Mahomes as quarterback, he looked at him both ways and threw at him both ways. So if that continues, I think he has found another, another guy to go after there. Uh, you know, I, I talked about having the weapons to be able to compensate for a lack of Chris Jones in the regular season or, or this season in general. Um, the the bottom end of the skill position, the running back, tight end, wide receiver. It, it's who who who's going to step up? Who's going to show out? Uh, who who can who can solidify their spot at, at the bottom of the of the depth chart? Um, you know, does Bushman get cut? Does Daenerys Prince go to uh, the practice squad? Uh, do we do we keep Amir Smith Marset on the team. Um, uh, a, a lot of fans, I'm kind of including myself. I'm not voicing this opinion very much on Twitter, but like a lot of fans aren't that happy to see Justin Watson as high on the depth chart as he is. Um, I think it basically comes down to how long he's been on the team and the rapport that he has with Mahomes. Um, is he super, super talented? No. Um, is he going to make any freak plays? Uh, things that you know make your eyes pop out of your head. No, but he's a he's a solid receiver, and Pat Mahomes knows how to get him the ball. So, you know we and that could just be like a beginning of the season thing, right? As we get Justin Ross and some of these other guys uh, more antiquated to the team to the actual game itself, because Justin Ross hasn't played in a game in multiple years. Um, just only going through practices. So maybe it's maybe Justin Watson falls down the depth chart as the season goes on, as these younger guys are able to get uh, uh, more familiar with the actual game itself and more familiar and chemistry built with the rest of the team and and they can move up. On the flip side of that though, um, our, our safety and linebacker group, um, the only reason I'm including those two position groups together is because you got this guy, Drew Tranquil. Um, who is impressive, um, but can kind of play that hybrid spot. So 
who do we keep in in that group? Um, who who steps up? You know, does Tranquil get more snaps than Leo Chanel this year? Probably. Um, is 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 Leo good enough to to stay on the team and and garner a roster spot? Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of playmakers back there uh, that. I mean, maybe maybe that's not the area that we make a make big cuts at, but there there's there's a lot of competition, and I, I like to see it. Um, you know, con- considering the situation that we got up front with the D line, I'm I'm happy to see the talent level and the the level of competitiveness that the, that we have at at those positions. I'd be interested to see over the life of his contract as a Kansas City Chief if Leo Chanel doesn't get converted to an edge rusher. We've seen that he knows how to fill a gap. We've seen that he doesn't miss on tackles. We've seen that he likes to get pressure on the quarterback, especially even going back to college in his Wisconsin days. I would be, I thought maybe that originally might be um, the process for him. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that happens prior to the end of his rookie deal. You know, we could very easily see a package where he's, He's lined up on the edge, and George Karloftis is on the interior. We've seen George Karloftis do that in college as well. That'd be something really interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of finicky things that happen through the first six weeks if Chris Jones doesn't join the team back in that time frame because we'll be missing a guy like Charles Aminahue and needing to, to change things up quite a bit and probably give some guys some rest on that front line, uh, especially knowing that most of those guys are young don't have a lot of experience in this game. You know, I, I, I think that really is our, our track record, uh, definitely more so on offense than on defense, but the, the chiefs organization is the kind to be creative, to compensate for a lack of whatever, um, in certain positions. So, uh, I, 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 like I said, I think we're still contenders, even if Chris Jones is not on, is not playing football for us. Uh, this upcoming season. We've been talking about a lot of guys that we've been drafting recently, and I, Tybo's top five dance moves are coming, folks. It will be here by week one. It's coming. Okay? It'll be here next week. Uh, <laughs> next week. <laughs> but tonight we're going to do a draft for you, and this was one of Tybo's many ideas that he has come up with for our draft series. I... <laughs> was really interested in this one. And after the rules got explained a little bit more, uh, I, I do like it a little bit better. But uh, Tybo, uh, give us the idea of the draft that we're doing tonight. Listen, my draft board is huge. Uh, the The point of these drafts is to get creative. Uh, pardon me while I plug in my low battery laptop. Um, <laughs> but we are doing a draft of sixes. So things that come in sixes, things that are associated with the number six, um, things that have six in their name, you know, like I said, the possibilities are quite endless. I had over 20 items uh, on my draft board. Um, I, I, I think uh, the, the, the draft order might be in a little bit of contention here. Um, I technically did win the last poll that's up on Twitter, but I think I already drafted first um, from that. Um, so how do, you, how do you guys want to decide here? 
Oh, man. Do we do a big game of rock, paper, scissors live? Is that even possible? We can. How do you do it for, for three people? How do you do it for three you people? Just, you just go until the last, until somebody's won. So if one person shoots scissors and two people shoot paper, then the two that sh- shot paper go again for second and third. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Okay, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah, do it on shoot. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. What do we got? I both right, got I'm third. Last. All right. I both got third. With paper. Sean and I both put scissors up. So now Sean and I go for first and second. You ready? Let's go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, Sean's Let's got go. first. Sean is first. I'm second. Right. Tybo's third. There's enough things on my draft board that I'm very confident in drafting five for our yep. Let's do five. Uh, Draft of sixes. All right, let's do it. We'll go through this fairly quickly. Minimal explanations, please. So uh, going over this on the drive home, I was just thinking of sports stuff the whole entire time. Once I got home, finally got to think about it a little bit more. Uh, We're going to go with beer. Comes in packs of six. Hard to beat. Round one, pick one is the six pack. The six pack. Six pack. Anything comes in six, 12, 18, 24, 30. It's all by six. Shut up. I like it. That's good. Uh, with my first overall pick, I'm going to take 69. Hey, <laughs> this is a <laughs> no explanation needed. <laughs> no, no explanation needed. That's a that's a good one. Uh, fuck. Um, see, I got so much to choose from, guys. <laughs> pick number 12. No, uh, I'm going to go with the most iconic number six in all of basketball history. Who do you who, who do you think it is? I would say it's LeBron, not, but it's probably Bill no, it's Russell. Not. I was going to say Bill motherfucking Russell. Eleven rings. War number six. Oh, that's all I need to say. Solid pick. Solid pick. Uh Back to me, right? Round two, pick one. Mm-hmm. That's right. Going ahead and get this out of here. The Deadly Viper Assassination Squad from Kill Bill. Six members. All right. It, it, who are the six members? There's, I know you said short explanations, but go Bill, for it. Bill, Beatrix Kiddo, Ella Driver, Oren Ishii, Bud, and Verita Green. All right. Okay. Don't worry, I got six. Um, pick two, round two. I'm going with the number of AFC championship games played in by the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be a short-lived one, man. I have such a tough time counting that, but... There's okay. six. <laughs> so that's like we're still counting those like that number is gonna go up <laughs> not right now uh, fuck all right i am gonna go ahead and take this iconic son of a bitch off the board the six inch from subway <laughs> Hinted at it a little bit earlier, and I'm glad nobody took it out from underneath me. Six inches of submarine 
glory. And no, I don't go to Subway and get a fucking cold cut combo. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to round three, pick one. Gonna go with Six Flags. Great amusement park. Solid. Not a bad pick. That's good. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rocky Patel number six, one of my favorite cigars. Yeah, you you definitely have a list that people were not going to. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take this one here. Uh, Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Ooh. Solid choice. Very solid choice. Uh, round four now. I'm going to go with... This is a rough one here. Uh, let's go with LeBron James and Game Sixes. Specifically against Boston in 2012. Boston. That man was an absolute freak of nature that night. Could not be stopped. Saved his legacy that night. Nice. I'm going to go with another Chiefs theme here. Uh, best middle linebacker in Chiefs history, Derek Johnson, number 56. You're you're stretching it the most out of all of us here. <laughs> Just because it has... pushed the limits. Oh, my God. All of mine are related to the actual number six, not just because the number, it has six the number in the six, number. 56? There's a number relation there, bud. It's not the number six. It's 56. That's a different number. Yeah, it's a totally different number. Anyways. Uh... My fourth pick here, um, I'm going to go ahead and take the six traitors and or if you want to call them Olympians of Greek mythology, the sons and daughters of the Titans that revolted against their father, Cronus, um, and they lived the first six gods that lived in Olympias, Olymp- Olympia. That's a good pick. Ooh, let's go with... It's a uh, final pick now. I know it's round we're five. Gonna go, we're gonna go honorable mentions after this, obviously. But uh, let's go with the amount of players for sand volleyball. Perfect amount is six. Okay. <laughs> All right. I've done a lot of fours. Not as fun. My final pick <laughs> here uh, is going last uh, because it is also one of the funniest things: Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, is going here because he has six six second places for the Ballon d'Or, which is best player in the world. Um, he takes second place six God. times. You realize I, I have to put these in like Twitter format for people to vote on, right? Like I only have so many characters. <laughs> Edith. You're giving me problems. CR7. There you go. <sighs> for number six. <laughs> I got I got a few to pick from here but uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, six geese a laying 
from the 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> right before the five golden rings, you know? Six geese a it. That was the best pick. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what are what are some uh, honorable mentions you guys had? Uh, I didn't. I purposely didn't want to uh, pick this one, but I put it on the draft board uh, because Ty Bob drafted Captain Planet for our green characters. But Captain Planet and the Planeteers, there's six members. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, uh, I didn't pick this one because uh, I would have been stepping on Tybo's toes. But I picked the best number six on the planet, uh, or best player basketball player to wear six ever in the in the game. That was LeBron James. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I had. Uh, you, have. you very well could have. It was right I didn't there. want to step on your toes. I had uh, Jordan six and zero in the finals. Didn't really want to pick that because I'm a LeBron fan. And sixth man. My my other number six in the NBA was Julie Serving, Dr. J. I, I could have picked him and felt comfortable with it. Uh, there was, along with the six packs, you had six pack abs. Uh, I had six string guitar on my list. Um, honeycombs. Like actual honeycombs that bees build, they they are uh, made in hexagons, six sides. Hmm. How about that? Other uh, other movie references, I had the Sixth Sense. I was, yeah, was Harry Potter that. and the Half Blood Prince, the sixth movie. The original six Star Wars movies, but you already took Star Wars. Number I six. took Episode Six. I know. Uh. Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, that was the sixth installment of the Halloween series. Uh, made in 1995, my our, our birth years. Uh, also had Paul Rudd in it. Fast uh, and Furious 6. Yeah. The, the Middle Earth series, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, six movies. Uh, uh, I also had the Friends cast on my list. There's six members show. of Awful. Awful show. I didn't pick them. But it was on your list. Means you like friends. It would have been funny. Unlike their show. You're lucky I didn't pick 666. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. That was on the list. (laughs) I figured it might be. Uh, Cardinals Rangers game six, 2011. One of the best comebacks I've seen in baseball history. One of the best Kim Kardashians I've ever seen. Pretty sure she had come on her back. <laughs> oh, uh, Hi, Bob. You have any honorable mentions? Um, other than the uh, the the ones that I've listed, uh, N'Golo Conte, the best number six in the world when he was playing. Uh, that's the defensive mid position in soccer. They use numbers. To denote, oh, positions. so like not actually the jersey number on his back. Yeah, he wore number seven, but his position that he played was six. So if you're a striker, you're a nine. If you're a D, yeah, you're six. yeah, whatever. Nobody you pays go. attention to that bullshit. Yeah, talking <laughs> soccer. <laughs> I, a couple other six-related items. I had the six-sided die and uh, the six-shooter. 
but that that kind of highlights most of my uh, honorable mentions. It's a good list. I like this. I like this draft. We may have to revisit the numbers in uh, different combinations. I think I think I'd like uh, I think I'd like a full review of Tybo's uh, top five for uh, cold cut combos. We've done his favorite sandwiches, but we need a cold cut combo. I like that. Well, dude, what do you? It's a specific sandwich at Subway that tastes like dick because there's bologna on it. Okay, like yeah, but there's different you just, cold you just cuts, want, and you I just want to know want me to your give you my top five cuts. lunch meats. My, yeah, just the combos, meats. the combos of the lunch meats that you like to put together. So your I charcuterie don't board stuff. I have like multiple different kinds of lunch meat in my fridge. Tops, I usually have two. It's like turkey and ham. Like mm. disappointed in your sandwich making. Oh, shut up. <laughs> We've got the final preseason game for the Kansas City Chiefs and the rest of the NFL coming up the, this weekend. We'll have a break from NFL games before we start the regular season on September the 7th in Kansas City, where the Chiefs take on the Detroit Lions. We'll have the 53-man roster cuts, potentially some trades coming up. Obviously, teams will be picking up some of those cuts that will be happening and I, for one, am excited for it. I'm excited to see what the Chiefs do in the final preseason game, in the roster cuts, before we're finally – the lineup is finally set. I believe that our depth chart is primarily set, and we're just waiting on uh, some special teamers. But I'm excited to finally get this season kicked off. It feels like one of the longest off seasons, but it's been the shortest for Kansas City Chiefs. It definitely has, but you know what? And as Football's always. back, baby. Thanks for your help, boys. We'll catch you guys next week. As always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.
Money.